Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden. I will be your host. My mission is to support others in aligning and defining with their ever-evolving mission and purpose. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. I ask that we all just take a moment of silence and stillness to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace. May we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me on the show today is the one and only Dr. Robert J. Newton. He is a multidiscipline researcher, including, what is that? Gematria, did I say yeah. that right? Gematria, it's, yes. it's uh, numbers behind the words. It's a, a it's an arithmetic, and since I'm from the family Newton, I, I don't know if Sir Isaac Newton did it, but he, he should. I'm telling him right now. He, <laughs> he is a prolific author, a cutting-edge healer, uh, and I love this part. We just talked about this a little bit on another interview. Uh, I love that you represent uh, the fool as the tarot, like fearlessly treading where others dare not tread. He is also one of the co-authors of the inspiring uh, book releasing soon this week. Uh, don't want to date this too much. I like to keep it evergreen, but revolutionary leaders. Uh, he is an author times 13. He has 13 published pieces uh, that you can get a hold of. All these wonderful things are going to be in the show notes, including how to get a hold of what I like to call Doc. So Doc, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Tell the audience a little bit more about who you are, how you're serving, and uh, what lights you up? Well, I was talking about that little blurb. I was talking about, oh, I was talking about the law and everything, how it was disillusioned from that. Uh, and, oh, and I think, I was, was I talking about when I crashed on my motorcycle? I think we talked a little bit about that in okay. the last interview. All right, well, that was, uh, that was a seminal point for me because to where I am today. And a lot of it has to do with my deceased uh, wife, Charlotte Ann Newton Smith, who I actually even wrote a novel about uh, an angel not perceived, and she truly was an angel. And I even told her uh, when on our first date, I even told her, I said, uh, you're an angel, but it was more, I think it was more like a pickup line, but <laughs> I was, I was, no, but I really felt it. No, I really did. I'm just making fun of my ex. <laughs> And um, so she's a, she, she had left Christian science before me. I was a little bit upset with that, even though I'd hit a wall, but I didn't know I'd hit a wall. But I learned a lot there. And I, and I really, really love that woman, Mary Baker Eddy. She, uh, I think she may have been Mary Magdalene. I just can't understand how she would know so much about Jesus without not actually being that. And she didn't have access to the Gnostic texts and all the different things that I've found. Um, and so... That accident, I was really bummed out. I couldn't believe because I'd never had an accident on my dirt motorcycle. And, and it made me question everything. And I think what I started to do was tear down the wall that I built around my belief system. In the Aquarian Gospel of Christ, the uh, pen name of the person wrote it as Levi, L-E-V-Y. And he said that Jesus was 
was this this dismayed by the wall that the rabbis had built around the Torah and all the beliefs and everything and hence that's what led, led me to write that book in the shadow of a master the unknown chronicles of Jesus um, and I'm sure that he did go out because I found I, I there's several texts in India and Tibet including the boss see if I can say this right by Shiva Purana which predicted uh, Jesus coming 1300 years to India before he ever did. And there's all kinds of other cool stuff. That's a really cool book. I've just finished a screenplay in it. I'm kind of feeling over my head a little bit trying to get this movie off the ground. I had one thing going and then they wanted me to sign this ridiculous contract. And I told them, well, you're, you're, <laughs> your, your contract is pernicious and you're making a schwarza out of me so. <laughs> which means uh, it means black in 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 yiddish uh but a connotation of a slave but um after after we get this book off the ground i'm gonna have to really punch into that and so anyway it took me out to a lot of things i got involved including theosophy and um and then i i joined this group called the tibetan foundation that was founded in youngstown arizona started by these two women about the teachings of dua cool which was an ascended master that alice bailey wrote about in her many poly 15 or 20 the theosophy books she was very prolific and very insightful and i became and this is when i became really excited about serving humanity this was a thing they sold us on and they said yeah well you know why don't we serve humanity and i became a direct channel of that group there was a couple other ones too and things went along really well for a while and then somehow some way the teachings and the energy started getting skewed and the whole group kind of blew up and i was really bummed out but uh, all great things come to an end well, it was it was traumatic. There were a lot of divorces in that group, including my own. I yes, mean, I oh, <laughs> yeah. But all great things come to an end. <laughs> yeah. And but I learned a hell of a lot. Uh, my second marriage. Uh, my my wife might be listening to this now. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> was a, was a, a tumultuous three and a half years that produced a son. We just had his own son uh, a few weeks ago. Congratulations. Uh, um, a lot of people asked me if I was excited about that. And I said, no, I don't get excited because my deceased wife, Charlotte Ann Newton Smith, she taught me to stay more and like in the middle. And I used to go surfing and I was all exalted and I'd come home and I'd get all depressed. And I told her, she said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm depressed. She says, well, you got too high. Got to stay in the middle. You can't just keep going up there. You can go up there for a little bit, but you can't stay up there. You're gonna crash down. So if you stay in the middle like this, then you're better off. And so um, so I was a little disillusioned by all of that, but then uh, right after that, I moved to Virginia with my uh, second wife now ex-wife 
and I had a farm in Ritchieville, Virginia, and I loved being out there. My wife didn't like it too much. She says, oh, you're a goddamn permit out here. You love it. And I'm going, yeah, I do love it. I got my own pine trees and I got my own pond and I got my own rivers. What the hell is <laughs> to like? But, you know, different people want different things. So she wanted the excitement. Where, and then I started, that's what got me started teaching. I became initiated a third level uh, Asclepiad, which is a uh, hermetic based group. And um, it's based on the teachings of Asclepius, who was the greatest healer, the greatest herbal healer of all time. People from all over the Orient, all over the world, like 2,500 years ago, more than 2,500 years ago, I think but something like that way back in the in the early greek period would come to be healed for them and then he had this epiphany that he could help people by guiding them into lucid daydreams and things like that and you know that that appealed to me a lot so i think right about that oh yeah when i when i lived in in virginia that's when i wrote my first book my wife bought this uh, brother word processor. And I said, why'd you buy that? She says, I'm going to write a book. And so she didn't start her books. I said, hell, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> and, and, and I and I outlined it. That and first then, what was the name of it? Do you remember? Yeah, I remembered. It's still on Amazon. I have a better version of it that I need to get out. Uh, it's called a, a map to healing and your essential divinity through theta consciousness. And um, that I wrote in 1990, it was supposed to be published in 91. And then my friend and publisher went bankrupt. So it sat for 20 years. <laughs> oh, and wait a minute. No, that wasn't the first book I wrote. The first book I wrote was Pathways to God. I wrote that on the, on, on the thing, experiencing the energies of the living God in your everyday life. That got delayed for 20 years and that got published at the same time that a map to healing got published through, um, what's that one, Louise Hayes, Balboa Publishing, which was not a pleasant experience, I must say. But again, Russian finding the good and the bad. It's all about living and learning. So all experiences have value. Yeah. Um, so I guess this too, like, like this constant choosing of the mission, obviously it changed your relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you should learn from all experiences. And I think that name, I think I said in the previous interview we did, it's the 43rd name of God, but I think it's the 39th name of God. 43rd name of God is my favorite one. Bob, Bob, Lamud, making the impossible possible. <laughs> I hear a lot uh, from our audience and just from a lot of people when people are choosing their mission work, when they're choosing their purpose that, that they do frequently, uh, it's life-changing. And so it changes, it shifts the relationships. And uh, so I always like to share with the audience because uh, as my mission, choosing my mission and choosing choosing to share my message in a different way, shifted my relationships. I always like to share uh, because, you know, we oftentimes come and, and we hold ourselves back and we keep ourselves small 
in order to stay in alignment with some of the, the people that surround us. So I always ask my guests to share how really serving and aligning with yourself, this constant, this constant uh, knowing to be authentic has really shifted your life relationships. Well, I've always been authentic and I've always been revolutionary, as I said on the other thing at the age of five when I was questioning what, you know, and they're still, and they're still teaching that stuff in those churches today. And then I was watching this minister on television. Sometimes I watch him and he sounded pretty reasonable. And then he started beating up on the Gnostic scriptures. And I'm thinking, good God, man, that's where the meat of the, that's where the meat of the teachings are. And I also studied with an Aramaic uh, scholar, Dr. Rocco Erico at the Church of Daily Living. And that is a, and the Aramaic Bible is a gentler kind of Bible too. It's completely, <laughs> it's completely different from this hell and damnation and sin. Most people don't even know what the hell sin meant. I looked up to what the word meant back at the time Jesus about 2000 years ago. It meant ignorance, not knowing better. What kind of freaking crime is ignorance and not knowing better? It's no crime in my book. Well, you know that we lived in one of the most programmed lifetimes uh, that we've ever seen. So how did it shift you? So how did things shift for you with relationships? Like what, what has it been like for you uh, to, to keep coming back to this place? And how? <laughs> yeah, well, I must say, when you come back here, you, they paint a rosier picture. <laughs> it really is. I don't mind. My, I told my deceased wife, Charlotte Ann Newton-Smith, that I told her that. And I told her, I told her, you know, this, this is a bunch of bullshit. And she says, you picked it. You picked your parents. Don't complain. Now it's time to deal with it. Um, well, for sure, it's well known around the entire cosmos and the Milky Way galaxy that Earth is kind of a laggard planet. What I mean by laggard is that it has all this beauty, incredible view, Sedona, forests, deserts, uh, ocean, and, 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 and it's perfect. It's the operating system in nature. And, and, and then it's juxtaposed with some of the most low life, low performing, politicians and things imaginable. I won't mention names because I'm trying to be better about that, but it's, but, but it, it is interesting. You know what that, that word means? Because I don't even, <laughs> I don't even word? know anything about what a politician is. I don't even. Oh yeah. I know you don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this, this uh, woman that I met at the search of Jim and mineral show a month or two ago, um, she told me the same thing. I said, she says, I'm don't even, don't even waste your time there. But she said, oh, your guides are telling you that you need to ground yourself into earth better. And I, I told her, I spend my time in the fifth dimension as much as I can, because I have a very volatile personality. I'm a really nice guy, but I'm not nice when I hear lies and mistruths and half-truths and trying to program people into mediocrity. I, I don't suffer fools well, okay? If I'm in the fifth dimension, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all calm. And 
and the, the possibilities there are limitless. It's 151 in English gematria, and it's commensurate with Jesus Christ, uh, Lord of hosts, um, Holy Trinity. I think that's good company. I think <laughs> I think that's where I want to be. <laughs> I would agree. Well, you know, I live by that idea that everything is made up anyway, so we might as well make it good. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I might quote you on that. I might put that on Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Everything is a program that's been made up by yeah. somebody. It's been an idea that's been cast by somebody. And they said, yeah, yeah, let's do it that way. So why can't we all do that as individuals? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, let's do it this way. And it's uh, fun. It's been fun for me. And there's oh. what makes me excited about the group the, of the authors here. And I want to say again, I'm going to tell everyone, I don't, I don't exaggerate. I will not lie to you. I will not exaggerate. This book is worth easily a hundred dollars easily. There is, and I have only mine, two other chapters other than mine. I know mine's going to help you. I know the ones I read are going to help you. I haven't read yours yet. And I know you don't know a lot about the publishing thing that I do. He's talking about a book that we're releasing. Yeah, Revolutionary Leaders. Yes. Sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Cuckoo. This way, we oh. just talk about you. We're going to talk about you and how you chose your mission and, and how it's affected your relationships and how you're shining your light. So my biggest question is what's been the your one of your favorite parts about really leaning into to your intuition and knowing what you came here to share with the world and knowing what, how you came here to, to serve. And, and what I mean by serve is how you came here to shine. Yeah, well, I've been, shine, I've been shining the whole time and I've been through some really dire times when I, just before I was introduced to Christian science, I was ready to end it all because I was tired of no one understanding what I was talking about. You know, imagine, imagine telling your parents this stuff about the Bible that is, 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 it, 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 it was all changed. I, I've gone to the original text, so I have a pretty good idea what I'm talking about. And your parents are left-handed. I picked two left-handed parents knowing that I would be left-handed and I thought they would understand me and they would just look at each other and put their eyes up like this and um, and I know they thought, man, he's crazy. You know, they would look at each other and they would just go, whoa, what's he talking? Um, it's, like you said, we came, we came to do the job, we came to do it. I came through with more information and abilities than the average person that incarnates here. That's a deal I made. I realize that now because uh, because I didn't want to come down here as a dumbass in the ground. I wanted to know. I wanted to know. I wanted to know more. And there's been other people that have done what I've done. Uh, you know, when you incarnate, most of what you most of what you've learned is like it's like it's like shrouded from you but it's all coded in your DNA. And when you learn to breathe and slow down your breathing, like I'm gonna teach people that have the courage to come to Kundalini Yoga seminar, uh, you start decoding your, you start getting this information and stuff. I think I was doing it when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but I just know I did do it. And 
how it changes your life it gives your life purpose uh, in other words like you were talking about you know that you were in the corporate world and then you realized that you know it was like you know it was an endless treadmill you were never going to you're never going to get to where you wanted to go and even if you did you weren't going to be satisfied right so true yeah mm -hmm. see i can read you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and what the the negative side is to it that a lot of people that were friends with you before they'll fall away from you but don't let that be discouraged don't let that stop you from going down that path because it's it's the new friends that you get are like much much better and i consider them more family than family i'm really i'm a pariah because i don't believe because you have familiar relationships that you're obligated to those people i need people that interact with me i need them to be if i give to them they need to give to me if they're always taking that that's not that's not going to work for me and not only that it puts the universe out of balance mm -hmm so much so yeah so as you go up and another thing that's been happening people just little things i did for people uh the, the boys that were younger than me that lived around me in pomona and i started surfing and and i i, I would take them down and i didn't think it was a big deal and they just they say robert they said god you are so nice to us i said well you know we're all, you know, because you're younger than me, it doesn't mean you're, you don't have value. And it was boring kind of being in Pomona anyway. So I give them a little bit of excitement at the beach. Uh, and just uh, the people that you meet, the group, uh, meeting you and meeting the group of authors, um, it it doesn't take from, from reading Rupert Sheldrake's Sheldrake's book, Morphic Resonance, who I talked to him at the Science of Non-Duality Conference, and Ken Key's book, The Hundredth Monkey, I realized uh, morphic means a type of energy, like it's like a prana or something like that, electromagnetic energy. I realized that we don't even need close to uh, a simple majority to change. I've, I've figured somewhere between two and five percent of the people is all we need. And we might even need less. It's not how many people you have, but how powerful, um, enlightened, how much in the light, which is commensurate with love that those people have that's going to make it. it it's, you can have one person do it. We're going to do it. So amazing. Actually, we are doing it. It's done. done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I say that every day, every morning I wake up, it's done, celebrate, it's done. How about a little piece of advice while we wrap up uh, to those that are listening um, that you would lean into people that are really wanting to, to take another step deeper into this carnation or into this ascended life or into this kind of this soul's mission, this five dimensional loving golden age energy. Um, okay. Uh Everything the government tells you, go 180 degrees, the diametric opposite, and truth will be found close there too. I told someone that one time, and I saw him many years later, and he came up to me and he said, Doc, 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 you were right. I thought you were crazy, but I finally figured that <laughs> this applies to the theology and the religion. There's nothing wrong with the teachers. All the teachers are great. It's the theology and the uh, dogma 
the freaking dogma that gets associated. Just take all that stuff and just, you know, let go of it. Don't let anyone tell you you're a sinner. Don't let anyone tell you that you're worthless. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. Um, and and use those those use those use those negative things that they're telling you. Use it as motivation to accomplish it. Because I do it all the time. I like it when someone tells me I can't do it. I said, well, I'm not probably going to ram this up your ass because I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been crude. But... Okay, that's how all the rebels are doing it. You know, it's not even the rebels. They even made us think. They even try to give us a label to make us feel bad for going against the BS. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's fun to, it's fun for me. It's fun to be on this side. It's like being, it's like being on the outside, looking into that, like, Oh gosh, you know, all these games that they played. Yeah. These, all these ideas that they made up and yeah. they have 95% of the world right under their thumb. Well, that's okay. We only need 5% or less. Yeah. <laughs> But it's rebellious so... revolutionary leaders. That should be the title. Rebellious revolutionary leaders. It is. People making, creating epic change, man. We are so here to do that. Well, I appreciate you, Doc, for sharing the time here with us on this Thank episode. You. Anything else? Oh, of course. Oh. It's my pleasure. Oh, I have one more question. I like these one worded, uh, one word of how it feels to lead in the golden age euphoric oh i love that word so true euphoric means a state of great joy mm -hmm. and enlightenment enlightenment means in the light in light in it. get in the light get in the light i love that euphoric i think that's great thank you so much thanks for sharing your your time your energy your story uh, your journey with us. It truly is amazing what happens when we share our truth and how it, like you said, it, it only takes 5%. It's not how many, it's how high we raise the vibration. Yep. It's how euphoric we can get, right? If you, if you, I want to end with this. If you stay happy, if you smile, if you dance, you will never get sick because you will keep creating more cells from the chromosomes. And when you do the opposite, your body starts shutting down and you're going down. That's what I hated about the COVID. They kept in, oh, COVID, 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 COVID. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just a man made a denovirus. Whoopty frickin' do. Who cares? It's like just another flu <laughs> pandemic. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Stay and happy. That, you know, that's the power that, that, that's that been given for all the people that are playing under the thumb. Oh, you know, you know how I feel. It's all about ascending. It's all about getting to a place where you are at your most euphoric and blissful state. And it does exist, friends. I spend most of my days in it. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Robert J. Newton, for sharing your light and shining it all over the world. So until we meet again in this beautiful and collective energy, you know what I'm going to say. Keep shining your light. Keep sharing your love and your truth with the world. Well, I'm going to put some. Uh, I'm going to put some Christmas lights around my door. 
That's going to be fabulous. There's nothing like splashing some color. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until we meet soon. Bye, everyone. Namaste.